0: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor Karsten, and with me is my good friend and producer, Casey Orr. Howdy. And uh, we're so excited that you guys are listening to the podcast this week. Uh, It certainly benefits Casey and I to be able to process the sermon and think about like what was said, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Thinking about, you know, the heart of this podcast is extending the message into our lives, into the week that it doesn't just evaporate on Sunday. And so Renee preached this weekend. She did such a wonderful job, yep. valor and acrostic. It was yeah.
1: a, oh, it was awesome. What'd you think? I, I liked it a lot. And I especially like, um, especially when people have an ability to share their personal vulnerabilities it, it helps me look at the thing in context of a real life. It doesn't feel like it's just being, you know, it's not just being spoken about in this, you know, thousands of year old uh, tale of, of Nehemiah, which was, which is a beautiful story. And I, it's, it's, I love when we go over some of that stuff because it's just stuff I'm not as familiar with personally. Yeah. Cause, you know, I have a like a general overview or a kind of a memory. And so I love that. But I also like seeing a speaker tie in like personal struggles like that and personal and personal battles they fought and the valor that they found in it.
0: Yeah, I I agree. You know, I briefly had a conversation with her backstage and, and as a speaker, you're always, you always feel mm, like trepidatious or like, you know, know, like, ah, how much of my own life should I use? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. cause you, you you don't want to, you're not there to brag on yourself. You're there to brag on God. But I yeah. was like Renee, no, I, well, the way I took it is you, you're not prescribing anything to the crowd yeah. that you haven't done yourself. You're saying that like, like you've done this, you believe in it, and and God has honored it, and then therefore she wants it for us.
1: Yeah, I'm not just a founding member. I am a customer, <laughs> yes. kind of. The, what was that yeah. hair Club for men? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I liked it, and I think it really fit in with the series so far. And so for the, for those of you who've been following this Valor series. Like, you can start to see the pieces that are getting put together here. Early on, we talked about, like, understanding how you're equipped. And, like, we've, we've said a couple of times on this podcast. It's like you, you, whoever's listening to this, you and your name, like, you are the only one of you. You are yeah. equipped specially by God for ability to do certain things. So trying to understand how you're equipped um, in life and what your purpose might be. And then looking at, like, what battle, like, is in your life are you facing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then when I get to preach on Moses, um, I had a really cool conversation with a couple. Uh, my, my, my point was like, God, so you said, God has called you. God called Moses. He called him up into this role that he couldn't even ever have imagined. Uh, but Moses had to use his words. Mm-hmm. And we got a joke. <laughs> like, it's like, God's like, use I want words. you to use your words, use your words. It's like, you're talking to a kid, but it's like, for God, for us, it's like, Gotta use your words. Well, this couple said that there was a uh, friends in their life from out of town. They've known them for years, and they know that when they get close to Jesus and the gospel, yeah. it turns them off. Like they don't really go there because they know yeah. it's gonna sour maybe their time. But after the message on Moses and like use your words, and without without your words, there can't be deliverance. They. Yeah through the peace that they had and I'm sure some prayer, but they crossed that line with these friends and they were like, Hey, please, please please, please pray for so-and-so because we just went there and we want deliverance for them.
1: Yeah. And we know that we need to use our words. That's amazing. And that's, and see, that's the thing I love about this. And as we keep going, then we look at, like, like I said, that's an example of looking at where that battle is and your, where are you maybe um, in a position and having the equipment to do something in your life in a place that's kind of a battleground. And so that's one of the things we asked you before about what battleground are you in? Uh, and so this week it was really cool because Renee talked about like making a battle plan. And then before that with Esther, we talked about um, who's your Mordecai? Who's the person who can support you yeah. in this battle? So I feel like if you we put all these things together, we will walk away with like a full picture of how we can approach these battlegrounds in our life. So when we're looking at that, Carson, you were saying something before about about like how to maybe look around you and discover that those battlegrounds and, and identify those.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would start for our listeners is think about where you spend the majority of your time. You know, So for you, you might be a student,
1: majority of mm-hmm. your time
0: is in class. I want to end today with a story about being in college and a battleground and something that I had to fight for that was really tough. Uh, uh, but maybe it's work. You know, uh, maybe you're a stay at home uh, parent, mm-hmm. but just think about the majority of your time. And then I would say the people that are in that space. So, wherever is your majority time, the people in this space, I would say that that is your ministry field. Oh, you know, okay. so that's your ministry field, or you could say a battleground. Like, are you praying for those people? Do you have God's heart for them? Are you? Do you see them? Have you had lunch with them? Are you talking to them? Do you know what's going on in their life? Like just being interested yeah. is kind of the first part of ministry. It's saying like I'm just I'm interested in those people that are around me for my space. You know, for us it's here at the church, and so our space can be our staff. But there's people that come in every week. Um, I met with a gal uh, a couple weeks ago, and just in a really broken time of her life, and and just lacking resources, lacking hope, just kind of feeling like giving up. And so being able to step in and ask good questions and be interested with where she's at, pray for her. And the church was able to give her some resources to hopefully get her back on Mm. her feet. That would just say, start there. Where do you spend the majority of your time? What are the faces that are in that space? Mm. And do you care for them? And, and not to, not to condemn you, but it, it, I hope it convicts you. It's like, okay, Am I, do I have the mind of a minister? Yeah. I, you know, it's not just the pastors, it's not just the people of the church that are called to be minis- ministers. We are all little Christ. Yeah. We are Christians. We're, we're to be in Christ's image. And he was a minister.
1: Well, and I think a, a lot of people right now, including me, like when you're talking about that, a little, a face flashes in front of my, in my, in my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, that one. And that's the kind of the thing is, like, we all probably have some of that person. If you have that little tug, you had that little thought just now, like, that might be the person, and that's what the series is about, and going through and listening to this and contemplating this and studying this subject is hopefully going to be helping you in having the valor to approach that person.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I think it was when I preached, I think, But I I just said that, like, in the Old Testament, it seems like Satan and demons are on the the front stage. If you go back far enough in the Old Testament, I mean, there are some crazy scripture about (laughs) demons and Satan and the interactions with people. And I just said that, like, nowadays, it seems like Satan is backstage. Yeah. And I read a book that was awesome called Live No Lies. But it was essentially saying that, like, we live in this invisible war. Yeah. But he was like, you don't wake up in peace. You don't wake up with victory. Like you wake up in a spiritual war zone where the enemy <laughs> is lobbing, you know, uh, attacks and counterattacks. And it's just like, it's chaos, but it's invisible. And so it's so hard to remember this, but I would just, what, I, what I'm getting at is like, especially with candy crush to beat, you know, it's <laughs> especially with candy crush, um, or social media or doom scrolling. Uh, but as you ask questions and you're more interested about people around you, you're going to mm. realize that they are—they are, their lives are broken. Uh, there's systems, or or they don't have enough. Like I talked about that Galilean, it's like look, there are there are endless needs around us. So if we have the mind of a minister, if we're more interested, we're actually going to see that there's a lot more, uh, kind of war zone battle mm. stuff going on. It just takes some time. It takes some the space to get in and figure out how people are actually doing.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I was thinking about. Is someone said one of the, a speaker said a while ago? They were talking about if you look at, at Jesus, like most of the stories in, in in the gospel start with him either at going to or coming from a meal with someone. Yeah, he, one of his first steps, it seems, with groups of people was to spend time with them. Zacchaeus, you know, comes <laughs> is up in the tree and he says, "Come down, we're gonna go have dinner at your house." Mm-hmm. And we're going to, I'm going to get to know you and we're going to talk about you. It's like, that is, I mean, that's, that's, it was kind of his number one, number one step as he approached people.
0: So uh, Casey, I'm just going to go right to like, hopefully a personal example for you. You served in the army. Yes. You were deployed. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking about like the time when you were maybe the stinkiest, the dirtiest, like you were just thirsty. I know you told me some stories about like not having a a, a ton of water, but like, what if somebody just like swooped in? It mm-hmm. was like, Casey, I've got this like portable, like amazing shower, like shower up, <laughs> here's some comfortable clothes and I'm going to make you this amazing meal. Like what if someone just like stepped in and took care of all of your needs and was like, here's this amazing food. and I want to talk and you're like, I will say anything. If <laughs> <you're>, like, <laughs> like what would that be like? You actually were deployed in a battlefield. Yeah. And so just some playing on that analogy of like as we're interested in people and as we maybe would, yeah, just have a meal with somebody, what would that mean to
1: them? So in, in this analogy, I am the person who you might, who you all might be talking to yeah. and, and man, I'll tell you what I did have. Uh, still to this day, one of the best things I've ever tasted was cold water. Oh, um, okay. It was 135 out average. We oh they decided gosh. to do this big push in a province called Diyala in August. Oh, we man. landed. We landed. We helicopter dropped into a place at 1 a.m. on my 26th birthday in j- late July. Happy so, birthday! So Iraq plus July um, and and August, and so uh, anyway, but th- someone did. There was a it was a a company passing. And they went out and waved them down and in the town we were in that we were kind of like stuck going through. We were like had to go through and search all this stuff anyway. And these people, they, they stopped and they're, and they're like, hey, we, I, we don't know where you're going, but we are like really low on water. And so they like left us coolers full of ice and water. Um, oh, and man. so when I came back from, um, a, th- a thing we were out doing, like someone said, or water. And I was like, uh, yeah, we were rationed to one liter of water a day. And so he, he tossed 135 it
0: 135 to degrees me,
1: and he tossed it to me. And it was one of those things in slow motion, like in a football movie, <laughs> it was glistening. It was, like, yes, it, I it could see like, condensation ah! on the side and I was like, no <laughs> way, you know, and then <laughs> I caught it. And did so you catch it or did you drop it? I caught it. Okay. I go. caught it like a. A, you a were good, motivated. Yeah, I mean, we were like focused. Odell Beckham Jr. one-handed, <laughs> go to the corner of the in, end zone. the in the end zone, and then like a Coke mo- Coke uh, commercial, just twisted that top off. And lifted it up, and oh my gosh, I had like the, the, the face that they make in Coke commercials. That was me. <laughs> it was like it was. Oh, really? and it was just cold water.
0: Now, how cool is this? Jesus says in the Bible, even a cup of cold water given in my name will not be forgotten. Like, right. like, so that's
1: that is so, cool. But to bring that to our thing is the you know the people I didn't get to meet the people who brought that who stopped on oh. on on a mission they were on a mission they were going someplace i don't know how many days they were going to be out and they oh. gave us their water i don't know if they're going back from something or going out from something yeah. but I, but i know that if i could have met them like my gratitude for that person who offered me that cold water mm. in a hot and thirsty time in my life like i probably would have remembered i would probably remember their face to this day so i want to i want to i'm just going to say
0: something right off that so if you guys are still with us listening i think this has been a pretty good show but listen someone could literally be so thankful Mm -hmm. for the cup of cold water that on the ultimate spiritual level, that is sharing the gospel. It is sharing how someone can be saved and be released of all their sin and all their guilt. And just to be like, man, God loves me. Really? Mm -hmm. Like he completely fully accepts me. Yes.
1: That's that cup of cold water, but Christ, the living water who says, if you drink from the, my water, like you'll never be thirsty. Exactly. But you always run the risk. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Not everybody likes water. You you could have been you could have been like, "You know what? I'm sick
1: of water. I don't care that I need it's collector lights. There's no I need some Gatorade. I want Gatorade.
0: I want I want Coca-Cola. You yeah. could have been like, "I would literally <laughs> murder somebody for some some ice cold Coca-Cola." Like I, 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 I don't know. And so I just want to say is like even that um the couple that came and talked to me and said, "Hey, we felt challenged. You said to use your words." And they did. And I don't I have to check in with them when I see them again, but like mm-hmm. those people might not be talking to them. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, we There's, know it's this refreshing, amazing cup of cold water that is the gospel in our faith with God. But that doesn't mean someone's going to like yeah. it. They could be like, "No, thank you," and you offend me with this water. And
1: <laughs> and I guess the thing, the question we ask uh, that I, we ask a lot in processes um, in a group I'm in, we say, "Well, so what's the risk? Mm. What is what is at risk for you to have this confer- share this part of your life?" You don't have to, you know, go at them with it, but what is at risk for you to share this part of yourself with this person? Um, And then I would go on to say, what is at stake if you don't? Like, what could, like, what are you, we're talking about heaven, hell, eternal life, or like the outer darkness. Like this is, it's not just like a, ooh, I'd really like them to come to this bake sale. And if we have more people at the bake sale, you know, my kids can play soccer this summer. Like this is high stakes stuff. And so it, it's 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 easy to say, and I know it's hard to do. But to weigh the risk versus what's this at stake—if yeah. the worst thing that happens is maybe they're like a little bit uncomfortable around you for a little while, mm-hmm. like—but versus the possibility that even if they are uncomfortable for you a while, but next time they're in a low valley in their life, they come back and say, "What was that thing you're saying?" Yeah, like the, the, the possibilities and the stakes. I think I, I imagine few situations where the risk is actually um, higher than the stakes.
0: And and the last thing I want to say as we close out our time is just we're studying briefly these amazing stories, Mm -hmm. Moses and Esther and Nehemiah. It's like these are big stories. And guess what? They all literally risked their head being cut off for what they were doing. And so I'm just going to challenge our listeners as I challenge myself. Again, not prescribing anything. Like I'm hard on myself. It was like, um, like Seriously? You're worried about a friend being upset with you. And and Esther like risked her head and Nehemiah could have been killed on the spot. And Pharaoh could have eliminated Moses. Like people have risked a lot more than friendships. And so we have to remember because I think this is what Satan's doing right now is that like he he's trying to get in and say, look at, we come from nothing. We're going nowhere for no reason. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Let people live their own truth. As long as we're happy and we make money and our country advances, like we're good. And it, and God's saying, no, like there are two places that you can spend eternity. Yeah. And there is, the and Jesus said, the, the path is narrow that leads to life and mm-hmm. broad that leads to destruction. And so that doesn't mean that you have to go share the gospel with everybody in your life today, but it means that we need to live in light of believing that that's true Mm -hmm. without Jesus Christ and salvation, they could spend eternity separated from God in hell.
1: Right. We've been kind of taught this pretty significant lie that, causing other people discomfort is the worst thing that you can do to them. Oh yeah. But I almost think the worst thing that you can do to them is withhold like the water of life when they, whether they know it or not, they're dying of thirst.
0: So church, you know, Casey and I are, our, our heart is that you spend rich time with God in his word in your quiet time. I hope you have a journal. What we're asking you to do is go into that space yeah. and get from God, the message he has for the people he has it to be delivered to. We love you guys.